It's rut and river. Yes. Correct. R-U-T. I rest my beard hair right on there, it. And then you know you're there. Like a nice, gentle little pillow from right, a beard. Right. And then I'm all up in it. Oh. I'm like Kobe beef for sharks. Can I ask you, what made you guys call me up about, well, this? That's what tickles our fancy. Exactly. Okay. Thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. John Denver <laughs> is not accurate. Man. A guy like you, who has absolutely no clue, and I can hear it in your voice, that, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, you're a blank canvas. I mean, I can just start with you, right, like, from scratch. You, you're going to tell me, a grown man, you're telling me what lure to use and how to fish? You guys didn't s- snap your whopper plopper off either, though. <laughs> sorry, sorry I blew up over that. <laughs> and we are back. You are listening to the Rutten River Pursuit Podcast. Podcast. We are sitting around a sonic campfire tonight. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. This is Reality Outdoor Radio, where our mission is to get you in the outdoors by connecting you with the people, skills, and products that you can trust. You can can trust trust them. You know it, boys. I'm Ryan. Who do I got with me tonight? I'm Kyle. I'm Will. And it's Bucky. I'll tell you about our sponsor. This month's sponsor is our good friend at Dust to Dawn Bow Fishing and Maryland Waterfowl Guide Service, Captain Mark Spagnola. Ooh, good old Captain Mark. The one and only. Both Dust to Dawn Bow Fishing and Maryland Waterfowl Guide Service are operated out of the eastern shore of Maryland as well as the Chesapeake Bay area. In the summer months, you can bow fish for species the likes of stingrays, gar, and snakeheads. Mm. While in the winter, Maryland Waterfowl Guide Service can put you on sea ducks of all makes and models. Little fighter pilots just flying in an inch off the water. Yep. Those little speedy little buggers. You and Stevie love them. Mm. Spend a lot of ammo on them. You can learn and book these epic outdoor experiences at dustadonbowfishing.com or marylandwaterfowl.com. Noish. Get you some. And tell Captain Mark the Rutten River boys said hello. What's going on, boys? What uh, is not going on? I'll There's tell so you much. what. We're kicking off Big Fish Month. What are we calling yeah. this? Monster Fish Month? Like Big Fish Predatory month. Fish I, Month? Predator, just All things big predator. Fish. Big fish. Huge fish. And you know what? Monsters. I say. <laughs> I yes, got a little treat for you, monsters. boys. We're going we're gonna to go like LL Cool J with this thing right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In what way? We're going back to Cali. Going back to Cali. That's right. To Cali. Straight from California, I got one of Cali's biggest bass hunters. Straight out of, like... On the line. Compton or what? Well, think a little bit further north than that. Add a couple of latitudes to your longitude there, San Francisco? I don't know. Is it a San Francisco You got one of the 49ers. Just, you take it easy, boys. I can't. Because here's the other thing. Lau Alzado? We're going to circle it right back around and bring it pretty close to home, too, because he's also an admin on Swimbait Universe. Oh. That's right. So tonight, we're going to be talking with Mr. Boone Jancic. Boone, you there, bud? I'm here. Hey, Thanks for having me on. What's happening? Our pleasure. Our pleasure. So, uh, Boone, you're in California, and as these guys were grilling me, I guess they really need to know the location. Where are you at out there? It's a little bit northern of uh, San Francisco, and no 49ers are rocking around here. But uh, we, uh, I'm up here in Redding, so about two, two and a half hours north of Sacramento, and it's, I don't know, about an hour and a half south of Oregon border. Oh, wow. You're right up, right yeah. up here in the valley. You're up there. 
Yeah, I, if you guys know where Shasta Lake is, I'm right at Shasta Lake. That's where they make the soda. Yeah, the, <laughs> the colas come right from the lake. That's oh, what they tell yeah. me. Oh. It's the breeding water. Mm. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, there definitely appears to be some uh, pretty big fish swimming around those lakes that you're uh, you're hitting up because looking at your Instagram, and we'll send people there just so you guys can play along while you're listening, go check out Boone's Instagram account. It's NorCal Bass Hunter. And I'm telling you, you're going to see what Northern California's got to offer, which is, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I, I knew they had some fish out there, but dang, Boone. Yep. Just putting in the work, just trying to grind. That's that's the name of the game when it comes to throwing big baits. Yeah. So awesome. I, I would love to hear some of your um, stick-to-itiveness and your forte when it comes to pitching big baits. I mean, we talked to uh, Will and Wayne, Wayne, yeah. and you know from the swim bait universes, and mm-hmm. uh, and they said that they'll pitch a lures for a month before they catch a big fish you know before they're lo- getting the fish they're looking for is you, that- you know it's fu- yeah you know it's funny not to cut you off but it it actually happened just yesterday so i went out with a, a local guy here in redding a buddy of mine we went out to shasta lake and if you guys don't know shasta lake is a pretty dominant spotted bass fishery uh-huh. there's large mouth in it but it is overpopulated by spotted bass and so spotted bass react to baits differently, like sizes and colors and action, you know, speed on the bait and stuff. But he's he's kind of a conventional guy that kind of messes around a little bit with big baits. He's trying to get into it, but he's not fully committed. Sure. And uh, so he wanted to take me out. So we went out yesterday. And uh, what's he pitching? Just, you know, just his normal. He'll throw like a spook or Ned rig, you know, Cinco. Normal but then baits. he'll throw yeah. when it comes to the bigger baits. He's got a few of the uh, S Waver 200s, uh, the S Waver 168. Uh, I seen he's got his Huddleston. He kind of didn't want to pull it out. It was a little too big for his yeah. confidence. But Stevie, he's, so he's got a few of the mid range. I wish Stevie was here because he was waving his Huddleston yeah. around the other yeah, way. Yeah, he's yeah. always waving that. You I, can't beat a Huddleston. I mean, the look of that thing and the way that it swims. I have Huddleston envy. I bet. <laughs> so, but, so, but typically he's just you know normal bass guy it's, it sounds yeah, like yes yeah. spinnerbait crankbait like he was just talking about it. he was out last week with a crankbait and was catching them and everything else and so we go out and i kind of made a joke about swim baits and he goes oh don't worry don't worry everything on my deck is all swim baits and i was like you don't got to throw those just because I'm coming out with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> throw what you have confidence in and throw what you're going to, you know, try and catch fish with. But he gave it a good shot, but he soon pulled out the fairy wands. And and unfortunately for us, he couldn't even get a bite on a fairy wand. So kept throwing depths 250 just to see if I can get something at least to follow up. Sure. So, and uh, did you uh, did you show him a big fish? I didn't because I didn't get nothing. We got skunked yesterday. Ooh. Gotcha. Hate yeah. days like that. That's how most of my yeah, days Yeah, it was are. a rough one. On top of it being like 104 degrees, baking out in the sun on the lake Ooh. after work, it was a it was a rough kick right there. <laughs> that like, it sounds like that's the life of a of a swim bait guy, like a big swim bait guy. Is that you're you're not really going out for just any fish. Right. You're not putting numbers on the boat, but when you put one on the boat, you're getting numbers. 
You're getting... <laughs> yeah, exactly. LBs. Are we doing math again? No, Bucky. All right. Just <laughs> check in. There's no I'm test not good with numbers. Let's not do this. <laughs> no, but you guys, I mean, typically when, when I head out of the house with everything ready to go, whether I'm going fishing on the lake or pond or anywhere, I have the mindset of I may only catch one today. But if I do catch one, it'll at least be a decent one you know, that, that I'll be happy about something, something worthy. And what, what's good. And again, there's a lot of times to go out and you catch six, seven, eight, ten. I mean, I've had, I don't know if you guys know what the MS slammer is. No, I don't no. go on. Oh, oh, you guys, I know you guys are kind of conventional, but if you get a top, it's a top water bait, just a wake bait and it's a, a wooden bait. Um, and you just toss this thing out and kind of twitch it on top, mm-hmm. kind of like you were walking a spook, sure. okay. you know, or a top water bait. And man, they crush it. But I've had days where I got 20 fish in six hours on it. And my buddy at the same time in the same boat got 20 fish on his. And so you do get random days of that. But yeah, your whole mindset is one fish and, and you're looking for the biggest fish in the, in the water that you're fishing, whether it's a pond or a lake or river what's gonna get what size of bass is gonna really kind of trip your trigger what what are you gonna look for on a what will make you happy on that day that you catch it like in general if i catch one over five that makes the the trip really worth it you know at least where it's like all right i did find a decent size a decent size fish three pounders though the fight that you get out of those compared to a five they fight more so they're they're a lot of fun um, but on any given day, really, if I go out and, and I tell a lot of people this, if I go out and I catch a two, two and a half pounder and I tricked them to eat a nine inch bait, when I come home, I'm happy. Cause at yeah. the end of the day, I tricked a little fish to really try and overeat on itself, you know, and I made that fish react. So I'm kind of content about anything. As long as I catch one, right. I hate having skunks <laughs> like the rest of us, but yeah, I mean, Something over five, five or six. That's when that's when it really starts to get the happy button going. Makes sense. Yeah, awesome. How'd this all start for you, um, Boone? I I grew up bass fishing, um, and I grew up trout fishing, and it's just kind of been one of those things that I never really thought was my hobby or whatever. It was just like, oh, we're going fishing. Hey, let's go fishing. And then a little bit after high school, it's turned a little more towards fishing fishing and when i started seeing some of these big baits and i was working with a guy and i went out with him and this is what really kicked it off for me is i went out and i seen him i didn't see what he was throwing but i heard this big splash and i looked over and i was like whoa what was that and i'm just watching him because i'm kind of like i thought a fish hit his so i was waiting to see a fish and about 20 feet off the boat i remember thinking to myself look at that trout swimming and then i look <laughs> over and i'm like oh this guy Oh, okay. Here we go. And what it was was a eight-inch floating Huddleston, and he knew that there was a tree down there, and he actually ended up catching a four-pounder on that cast. Really? Right, right after I thought about that, yeah. And uh, it's funny. Another one came up and hit it, and I was throwing cinco's at the time because I wasn't in the big bait game, mm-hmm. and I was so in all of that. He's like, throw it right back in there, and you should have seen how far away from that I threw that worm. <laughs> I did not get it anywhere close because I was just in awe of yeah. uh, what was going on there. But, <laughs> yeah, I've just been fishing my whole life, and, and I'm not one of those guys that 
is a, a tournament guy that catches a million fish or any of that, but I've just sure. caught enough bass in my life that it's kind of boring to throw a worm or spinner bait or something. I like that chase of, like I said, making a two pounder, eat a seven, nine inch, 10 inch bait. And it's kind of a fun little game you play, I guess. And didn't the big swim bait craze, phenom, whatever you want to call it. Didn't that start out in California? It, it did. It was kind of in the tournament days. Um, but it wasn't something that was talked about. Some of these guys were taking, Oh, as far as I remember and, and talking to a few guys, some of the first initial ones from locally up here, they were taking saltwater lures and then modifying them for tournament use. And, but the, the big ones that started coming out, it was a lot of guys that were tournament fishing down South and they tried to keep everything on the hush hush cause they were catching big, big fish for the tournaments and winning. And then it finally got out what was going on. And from there, it just kind of took off as a, a fan craze, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I could, I could see why. I mean, because you're boating in consistently larger fish. Um, even mm-hmm. out here this year, Will was throwing a particular soft plastic that is bigger, probably twice the length of most soft plastics and he was consistently catching bigger fish and just not in one lake in multiple lakes in different states mm-hmm. so i so i could buy that for a dollar and yeah definitely 350 we <laughs> and, and, it's, and we're talking about baits right now and you've already mentioned i've heard a huddleston i've heard an ms slammer now these are different kinds of baits right like this ms slammer from what i'm looking at is a hard bait that's from missouri yeah yeah, it, it's a, a full wood bait. Okay, and it's and it's jointed, mm-hmm. and they die. He has he has the single. There's a single joint, and then there's uh, like a double joint. So there's a three piece that he also makes. Um, it's a great bait too. It kind of has more of a, a a swim, like a full on snake s kind of a swim to describe it. Uh-huh. Where is that two piece that you're looking at? It it's more of a the tail. The nose kind of digs the water, and then that tail just kind of clacks back and forth on top. Uh, and and that sound that it makes is what drives those bass nuts. So is that MS named? Is that a Mike a, Mike Shaw? Okay, I didn't know if it had a Missouri tie or something like that. <laughs> ah, get away from that. <laughs> yeah, Mike Shaw. I believe he's he's. Uh, I don't know exactly where, but in Utah, um, he makes them. And and the funny thing about his, I'm. 100% sure, I guess we can try and quote me on this, but he made these for lake trout, and it was all about catching giant lake trout, and he still oh, does it boy. to this day. If you look up Mike Shaw, he's posting pictures within the past, like, three, two, three weeks where they just went out, and they hammered some big, I mean, some big old ones. Mm-hmm. So, and it, but it's funny how it trans, you know, it, it comes over from what he originated for, for lake trout, but it drives the bass nuts, and it's one of the... In my opinion, it's one of the best topwater lures, big bait lures that you can get for bass. And it's the easy one to throw, and, and it just works. Gotcha. Now, tell me about these Huddlestons. Huddleston is a, a soft rubber bait. Um, they come in a weedless. They got multiple sizes. Huddleston has come over throughout the years. Um, but generally, the main ones that a lot of guys use, especially on Swim Bait Universe, either what we call a 68 he calls them 68 and it's a six inch body um but it's got an eight inch tail so he has an eight inch version 
and they take that tail and instead of scaling down the tail for the six inch, they just take that big tail and put it on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've seen that. So the, the funny backstory to that is I actually know a guy, one of my good buddies up here who was one of the original guys that was doing that in tournaments and was, he was in close contact at that time with Ken and he started making these 68s on his own as well as a few other guys. He wasn't like the only one or whatnot, but, uh, yeah. And he's, he's like, man, back in the day when fish didn't see it all the time, he said it was just nonstop fakes. But and nowadays just, they see a lot of it, but yeah, it's just like a big, heavy paddle tail on that, right? Big yeah. heavy paddle. Yeah, it's more of a, uh, they actually call that one a wedge tail kind of a, a tail on it. And it's got a real, real tight kick to it. So a lot of times, uh, with the Huddleston's the best retrieve pretty much across the board, there's a bunch, but most general one is you just fire that thing off. Say you're fishing a point, you let it get down to the bottom Kaboom. and then you just, it kind of treat it like a jig and you just chunk it over every little rock, just slow and slow. And then all you feel is kind of like the jig is just a thump. And that fish just inhaled it. Huh. So you just reel down and, and set on it. But it, it's one of those that you can still fish in any water column. But generally, you want to throw it as like it's a dying trout sitting on the bottom. Not, huh. not doing so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. E- easy meal. Big big fish don't like to have to work for their meal. That's cool. Now, are like there spinner baits in the uh, swim bait, like like with big old airplane propellers or anything like that, or is there, what other kinds of baits are there? Because nowadays there is so many baits, it's it's outrageous to be honest. Um, you got hard baits and soft baits and a multitude of different ones. There's like some of your better, more known hard baits. Um, like I said, you got the slammer, the triple trout is a good one. It's kind of a thin profile, but it looks just like a trout. Um, generally they're three piece and they got different couple sizes, but it swims kind of that snake S real tight. And, um, Mike Bucca or Buka, sorry if I messed that up, Mike, but it, his bait, uh, bull shad, I'm sure you guys have Hopefully you guys have heard of a bull shad yeah. with Wayne and them being up there. Um, bull shad's a killer bait. He's got a bunch of different sizes, but his is a hard bait that swims kind of like that too. Then you got glide baits, um, like your S waiver 200 or your depths 250. Um, there's a ton of different ones, phony frog. And Weston, I mean, the list goes on with that too. Weston and makes some glide baits. What's that? Weston. Do they make some bigger glide baits? I'm not familiar with that, to be honest. That's what I think that was. Remember that big thing I pulled out? Yeah. And it, you know, I I didn't know how to fish this thing, but I threw it in the water close to the boat and brought it back and it just glides. It wobbles like, like three foot drifts, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. See, generally the, the glide baits are a two piece. So kind of like that slammer, I was just a single joint in the middle. Okay. And when you, you do kind of a half crank and that thing, We'll just push and glide out, you know, however far, whether it be a foot, six inches, two feet, depending on which it, bait, because they all kind of vary. This thing that but I was yeah, using it, was it, just more like a, it looked like a lipless crankbait, but it was super wide yeah. at the head. So it just pushes the water and then it just glides oh, okay. off one side, then the other. It's, but it was huge. That's huge. And I had success yeah. on the first cast. He caught a pike with it. <laughs> 
yeah, there's, there's a ton of baits out there. Um, I mean, depending on, cause the glide baits a whole nother category to me, I always put top water, you know, wake baits is like, it's a whole nother section too. Um, those are my favorite, to be honest, that's probably guilty of it, but I throw a, a top water bait probably 75% of my time at least. Yeah. But Boone, with all these different baits and all these different styles, it, kind of seems a little bit overwhelming. I want to t- circle back to how you originally got started. So you went on that trip with that guy that was throwing the big baits, and then where did you go from there? Did you just, you know, go out and buy everything you needed? or Six-inch Kitech. <laughs> Kitech's kill, by the way. I can't put down a Kitech. Um, from from that, I actually just started picking his brain. And, and this guy I work with, his name's Rob. He's an awesome dude. Uh, really good stick. He, uh, he made it really hard for me to get some information. So I, I started picking his brain. Hey man, where can I go? Well, he actually set me up with one of his really good buddies and that guy sold me my first swim bait stick, which was an Akuma guide select. Um, love that rod. It's a, it's a pretty good intro rod. It's, it's kind of a broomstick at first, but once it breaks in, it's great. Um, but he also sold me a couple baits and so I, uh, just started from there and then I kind of went a little heavy at first, every paycheck I'd pick up a huddle stand or I'd pick up this, that, and the other. And, and then after a couple months, I was like, okay, I need to slow down and actually <laughs> fish all of these and learn how they all work. But it, it's, it can be a, a suck factory where it'll just pull you right in <laughs> before you even know it. And you're like, Oh no, look at what I got. I hear that. <laughs> and and that's the other thing too. It's kind of funny uh, when we were talking with, again, with Wayne and Will and, and they're saying how much some of these lures cost and <laughs> I'm not okay. Pitching that much money away uh, from me. Nope. <laughs> right. And some of these, I mean, especially if, if, if you call it the hype train, if they're on the hype train, I mean, you could buy the lure, say, for $100, but if there's, it's kind of a supply and demand is all it really is. Whew. Some people charge you 200 250 for it, and there's people that will pay for it. And, you know, I'm not in everyone's finances. Go ahead and spend the money if you want to. I'll just wait until it comes available again, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um with the, is there a time that I should use a hard bait comp, uh, compared to a soft bait and vice versa? When, when do I use these or do um, just not, and you can throw them whenever. So it kind of depends on, on like what time of day you're going out in the weather to me. Um, I don't look at the moon phase as much. I kind of look at pressures, but generally if you're going morning or night, you know, the evening time, just like normal bass fishing, top water. That's just kind of a go-to. So generally, most of them are hard baits for the top water. Right. Gotcha. Um, so I'd keep it hard bait that way. Um, I don't throw. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't throw the soft baits probably as much as I should. I have a thing with hard baits because there's so many different variations of the hard bait, whether it be a glide or it be a swimmer. You know. Um, I generally throw hard baits more. So when the sun's up and it's super hot, that's when I'll throw a soft bait down low, especially if I'm on a clear lake. Cause I don't know if you guys got really clear water out there or if it's stained. It's pretty well stained. Yeah. Most of the stuff out it, here. Yeah. If, if I fish any of the ponds around here, then you can, you can kind of get away with some stuff. 
-hmm. with having super realistic looking profile and, and paint wise, you know, to kind of trick that fish. But I throw, for me, I throw soft baits generally when the sun's up, it's hot and those fish are pushing either in the weeds or they're pushing really deep. Um, but if I know these fish are up shallow, uh, I throw a hard bait. I'm a power fisherman. Um, so I just constantly keep moving. I, I want to find that one active fish and, and go, I know a lot of guys will sit and kind of milk a spot where you could cycle through a hard bait and then throw a soft in there and work the bottom. And, and if I know that there's a fish or I had a big follower, I'll leave for 20 minutes and come back and then I'll soak that spot. And then I'll pull out the soft bait too. But I don't think in, in my opinion, there's really a certain time you use a hard bait over a soft bait. I think when we leave, kind of when we leave a hole, you know, we usually like go back and Stevie's there. So yeah, that's how it works for us. Unfortunately, (laughs) move it, you lose it. Yeah. Kind of situation. I have another similar day. It's similar when, if you'd pick up rather a spinner bait over a worm, you know, that's kind of where you just translate it over into big baits. So you want to throw a big soft bait and pitch it up into the weeds, or do you want to throw, say a hard bait and burn it across the top of that brush? Right. That makes sense. So we were up in New York in what I like to call the land of the giants. Yes. And Mm. they're just bigger up there than what we have around here. And, uh, but one thing I found was we had to wade through, and, and this is not a, a thing for us. I mean, we, we actually were targeting the northern pikes. We had, you know, we had yeah. to wade through some of those fish to get to the bass. Uh, do you have in northern California? Is it? Are you just are lucky enough to have the bass populations that you need, or, or is there other fish comparable that will eat these things too? Um. So in the rivers, we got striper, um, in our, our lakes, we don't have any northerns around here. We don't have any toothy critters, like heavy toothy critters to deal with, which thank God. Cause like you guys say, throwing 200 bucks out in front of you and you got something that can bite that thing off. Yeah. Uh, but we got, uh, squawfish. They're also called pike minnows. Um, they're more or less a trash fish, honestly they're pretty useless and they they're more aggressive than say a bass in in a certain sense. And they, they will overtake like during the spawn, they will just raid beds all day long. So they, they kind of decimate the bass population in a way, but we do have those in a lot of waters out here. And when you catch one of those, generally they're, they're a lot bigger. They're kind of like a, a Northern pike, but without the giant teeth really. Yeah. Like and, maybe like our pickerel or something. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they get up to 8, 9, 10, 20 pounds oh, wow. um, oh, on wow. some of our lakes and stuff. Yeah. They're jerkfish. Uh, you should call them jerkfish. Jerkfish, yeah. Yeah, we call them, we call them heartbreakers or trash fish because <laughs> you'll, you'll throw some up. I caught one. Um, I haven't caught one in a while, but the last one I caught, I was throwing a soft bait up. First thing in the morning, it was real windy, and all of a sudden it went sump, just like a bass. I set in. And I'm like, ooh, and I looked at my buddy and I said, get the net. Because I'm thinking that I just caught myself a good probably eight, nine pounders the way this thing is pulling. Right. And as soon as I get near the boat, I went, oh, no. Uh-huh. And I was like, heartbreak city. And that's that's going right out here. Anyone catch one, it's usually a good one on a swim bait. And you think you got something good? 
and then it's trash fish. You're like, oh, <laughs> maybe man, that's what, dang squawfish. Maybe that's what broke you off at Lake Mead, Buck. Uh, maybe. You never squaw. know. A little squaw, and trash fish. Darn squaws. Jerk fish. Jerk well, see, fish. unlike Sika's, the Northerns, I've never caught one, but everything I've seen, they seem like they fight for a while. They got a lot of life on them, and they, they fight hard. I Where... Mean, I, I can't deny that we oh, yeah. I mean they're we, fighters. We yeah. love that. Uh we don't get we don't have them around here. They have them in northern PA, northwest and and they have them in uh, eastern PA. Uh mm-hmm. we, we just do not have them in south central PA. And huh. uh, and it's rare that you that yeah. you get into one or two and it's you get bigger. on the river out here, we we can get into musky, but get they musky. call it a fish of 10,000 casts or something like that. When you're targeting yeah. them, so it's it's pretty rare. But uh, musky, that's another one on the the big bait list. I want to go out and and search for. But like you said, ten thousand casts to find one. Yeah, old Wayne, he finds them, doesn't he? Oh yeah, Wayne can that? find anything. That guy's <laughs> mastered. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's got some big big pictures of, of musky. Some yeah, guys have all usually. It seems like they're wading out catching them too. Yeah, yeah, not that's what we do here. Yep, yep. That's awesome. Do you yeah, do any of that wet way, waiting? Waist deep in the water with a monster like that. Mm. It's unnerving. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. You got some running around with a mouthful of teeth, not knowing even how many more are around you. I wear not that I do. And they're aggressive too. Freshwater barracuda, gentle giants. I like to call them. I wear a cup whenever I go, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> that's that's safe precautions right there. <laughs> A thick cod piece, if you will. It's <laughs> for cod. For cod, yes. Yeah. Boone, I, I have a question for you that uh, um, I see a lot where guys are actually getting Bates custom custom paint jobs on them. What are your thoughts on Tricking, you know, pimping yeah, out? Yeah, your... pimping out their baits. What are your thoughts on that? Is it worth it? Is it kind of more of a hype thing? Like, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, honestly... I, I'm like a most guys to where I won't go repaint them. I have, I, I applaud these guys that actually paint. Some of these guys that are painting baits are phenomenal. I mean, the baits will look great when they're new or used or whatever. And they send them in and they get them back in. And these guys can flat paint. It's no joke about it. But to me, I see why they're doing it because it's a confidence thing that this bait is going to look the realest matching whatever forage they have, you know, whether it be carp or it be trout or, you know, my favorite color, which not a lot of people get into is baby bass. Baby bass gets flat bit. They eat themselves. So, um, but they're having the confidence to throw whatever color is matching the hatch that they're trying to get, you know? And, and if it gives them that big of, of a boost to go out and spend a whole day, or a month, you know, like some that don't get bit, but still thrown every day. I'm, I applaud it, do it. But to me, I will probably never repaint a bait unless it's completely flat broken and needs fixed. If it's the more beat up it is for me, the better I have, or the more confidence I have because I just feel that that fish looks injured or, you know, it's not acting right. doesn't look right. And it just kind of triggers a bite. Yeah, kind of my opinion, I guess. Okay. Is is the prevailing st- strategy with swim baits to match the hatch or you're just throwing big bait? Well, 
I do it too. I think of it two ways. Um, I always try and match the hatch for one, if I can. Um, but then at the same rate, if it's something different coming into their water, their home, their territory, it's going to trigger them a little bit of curiosity. You mm-hmm. know, what's this thing? What is it? So a lot of guys will ask, Hey man, do I, should I throw a trout bait, you know, or a trout color or trout style bait in a pond or a lake that doesn't have trout? It just has bass. It's that. Yeah. yeah throw that. Because to me, it, it sends the bass when they see it, they're going, Hey, this thing, I've never seen one of these before. And it piques their curiosity. But at the same rate, if you got a really pressured lake and these bass have kind of seen because nowadays everyone and their mom kind of has a swim bait of some sort. And if you buy the standard ones at the store that everyone has, like out here in California, they've seen that thing many, many a time. So to match the hatch of what they're actually chewing on, I, it gives me a little bit more confidence and, and I'll definitely try and match that. So if I go fish ponds, generally I'll throw a gill, some kind of a blue gill, whether it be red ear or whatnot, um, coloration, but some kind of gill profile, the shape of it matches a gill or, a, or a crappie crappie is probably my number one that I go with, but I try and match one of those and Can, match them up. Bucky, would you throw a fake crappie to catch a bigger crappie <laughs> or one of these bass? Catch a bass. Yes, I would. Heck yeah. I'm just, I know you're a crappie purist, so but I didn't know. No, if <laughs> I, I like to catch counter, crappie, but just, he, he would, throw it and he would catch a big bass he just wouldn't use hashtag crappie fishing yeah. when he posted the picture yeah i would use hashtag big bass with crappy uh, it's a new it's a new hashtag yeah crappies think it would the be crappie crass. color is a, a killer bite it really is nice a lot of people always try and match the bluegill and they kind of forget about crappie and, and they crappie are everywhere i mean they're in every, almost every water we go to especially around here and, and you said about um, baby bass color too. That's that's a color scheme that I'm starting to notice is is working a little bit for me in some of the soft plastics I'm throwing. That's my number one color. But that, I, anything baby bass, I'll throw it. Nice. Now I have to clarify though my point, and it leads me into this next question. We mentioned Kytex earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you consider a three or four inch soft plastic paddle tail a swim bait? Ah, that's a tough one. No, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it kind of is technically by the standards. Um, but really, honestly, but those are, those are mainly honestly a trailer bait. bait. Federation sanctions. Yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a trailer bait, really. I mean, you can throw them on a lead head or, you know, a darter or something like that. But generally, they're a, a trailer bait. Now, when you step up to the 6.8 the and the 7.8, I mean that's a hunk of plastic. I don't know if you guys have have handled one of those, but that's a lot of plastic. It's a big bait. Yeah, actually, I did I did buy a big pack of the I think the six or seven inch seven or no six or eight the inch six, six, six eight. Yeah. yeah, they uh they're big. I'm looking around the the aisles trying to find a hook that would be appropriate for it, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't do know you, from swim baits. What do you think in there? I don't know, bud. It's just a big long hook. <laughs> but um, go get a beast hook. You know, Either uh, like a 10 odd beast hook. How about like from uh, Z Man? That was Z Man. Yeah. What about the uh, the Z Man diesel minnows on a big VMC fisheye hook? Because that 
You're just is a combination words. that has been working for me really well. I mean, if it if it looks like I don't, I'm not particular exactly with that exact date. Um, yeah, we're trying to get you back to more regular fishing style stuff. And <laughs> well, we're no, just, I'm we're, just I'm just thinking we're I'm trying to relate. I'm using swim baits. They're just little baby tiny ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if it, you know, that the thing is, though, is, is the size isn't always the, the cure all or whatever. It's not the big thing that makes it a swim bait or not. Size doesn't um, matter. <laughs> some days. Generally, though. So yours is like. A lot of us have thrown for a while. His is 200. We, yeah. <laughs> generally, I just, we, a lot of us that have, have thrown for a lot of years, you just kind of shy away from that. Um, but I, I kind of push some guys to, to throw some of the smaller baits, is when you, you know, when you the do three, that, four you're, inches. You're like, stop, put that down, put, yeah, pick up put, this one, put that down. Yeah. You get yeah. bit and then it'll give you the confidence to upsize. Yeah. You're no good at that. Put this one on. You're going to get hurt, kid. You lay that one over. <laughs> you're going to put your eye out with that thing. <laughs> uh, I can see that. That, that Stevie smacks rods out of my hand every once in a while. Yeah, he needs to. but you guys uh throw some big baits for muskie at all or or pike i mean i know some of them may not be swim baits but bigger baits i'm glad you brought that up Uh, we're gonna clear the water here for everyone go on we if we uh are bass fishing and just happen to catch a muskie if it happens it's not like yeah we okay rarely target them it's i wish that we had the fortitude to the wherewithal the intestinal fortitude (laughs) wherewithal to (laughs) to actually target them and guys do and they're amazing and they have great pictures and stuff we're we're not those guys we have yeah i just figured because i i like i said i've been out there one time and my whole thought is going out east i'm like ooh there's good fishing out here for northerns and muskie and everything else. That's just kind of the, the thought process from over here on the West coast. Cause we don't have them. So you start going back East, you think everyone has them right there. Oh yeah. Well that you can find stuff. Yeah. That's if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. So we would, you know, there's a guy for everything. Yeah. Kyle goes out with their good buddy, Derek Keller. He throws yeah. some pretty huge baits. Yeah. He throws some big stuff for the muskie, but PA is also kind of weird. Like we're in a weird transition area yeah. for like musky and northerns because like our game commit or our fish commission stocks a good amount of musky in a lot of our water so that's where a bulk oh, really? of, yeah so that's where a bulk of our actual musky fishing comes from is our fish commission and local like muskies uh like musky chapters that actually stock them so like that's, juvenile. Oh, that's yeah cool, yeah, so I mean that's it's great for you know the waterways, but we don't have like a huge thriving population across the state of either. So it does oh, make really? It, yeah, it makes it tough to actually like target them. See, and I wondered about that, not to go off topic, but how the uh, how they thrive in the water if they dominate certain waterways. I'm just curious if they kind of take over or not, or how you know. No, like that was a fear. I think for a long time that that would be, mm-hmm. but I think the way we, we have enough waterways and things like that, that it just, every, the the bass compensate, everybody compensates for each other. And, and you have a, we have some good fisheries. I, I don't know yeah. how else to say it. We have a lot of good fisheries. So they all live together and peaceful harmony. It's <laughs> like a Disney movie. 
yeah. <laughs> now, in our minds, I'm sure if we honestly talked with fish and game or, or somebody, some biologists and stuff like that, that they could tell us a different story and how that goes down. But, yeah. but I mean, I've lived in Pennsylvania forever and, and it's just, I never, I don't get to see the fluctuations and the, the musky populations and the, you sure. know, listen that. I know that the, you talk to a guy who's been bass fishing for 30 years, they're going to tell you like 15 years ago, it was like the best fishing of their lives. Right. You know, naturally. And then, and now we're hearing a lot about the snakehead, right? That's the thing that's going to make its way up the river eventually and decimate the smallmouth population. But I don't know that that that's really going to happen. That was the fear with the muskie and the smallmouth is still thriving in the, the river. Flatheads. So. Flatheads. Yeah. And yeah. flatheads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh we're, man. Yeah. So snakeheads seem like a bad deal. No. A lot of people are. Yeah. Some people. Big a lot of people. Into, they're, they're in the snakehead camp for sure. Cause it's a hard fighting fish. You know, so they're fun to catch, and they're apparently very delicious. I've seen and I've heard a few guys saying that they are an absolute blast to go out and target, and especially like frog fishing and stuff. But oh, yeah. I was of, just going to say, if you like that top water, they're a fish yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's one thing. That's I'll, I'll be honest. The only conventional that I carry with me is a frog because I don't care who you are. You cannot go out to the waters and not throw a frog if, <laughs> if it's calling for it. No way. Can't pass up on that top water bite. Ryan's in your camp, no question. Heck yeah. I want to get uh, talking a little bit about the uh, your organization that you guys have, your Facebook group, and, and really just a, a wealth of information that we call the Swimbait Universe. There's a ton on there. Yeah, we're just a, a group of guys like Wayne and Will had, had talked about. Um, we got John and Chad that are on the East coast admins too. We got another John, he's down in Arizona and then I'm up here in California and all of us just like to throw big baits. It's, it's what it comes down to. We all just kind of work together and we all have the similar kind of goal and thought process is just helping these new guys out. And, you know, I know Wayne and Will, I'm sure. And everyone else that's on the page, everyone learns something new every day. I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know majority of it just because there's certain instances and stuff. And, and anyways, but you learn a lot on that page and that's kind of what we're just going for is, is just have a good community of people that have a like mind of wanting to just throw big baits targeting that one fish and Hey, I missed a you know fish or I lost one. What can I do? Well, Hey, change out your hooks. What rod are you using? You know, and there's, there's always the clowns. We got them. They're out there, but it's <laughs> never going to go away. Right. Right. But in general, if you have a serious question on there, you're going to get some, some really good, like I call them big sticks that are going to step up and tell you some wealthy information that that'll change your game. And then you usually more often than not within a month or two, if they listen to these people, they come back and they're holding up a, you know, their PB. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, there we are. You know, that that's the goal is everyone to get a PB. I love it. I, I think that uh, you know, just uh, we we had Wayne and uh, Will in the studio, and they brought this like they each brought like three bags of you know each of just stacks and stacks of lures, and and we got to go through all that, and and it's just a different world, and I and I I can't believe uh, what you guys pull the numbers that you guys pull the the community that you have is is. I'm I'm jealous, you know, it's wonderful. In fact, aren't you isn't there a big like East Coast meetup going down here 
I was, yeah, I was going to mention that we, uh, and of course I don't have the exact date on top of my head. Um, but Wayne's putting together cause one of the first actual swim bait only meetups, not like a fishing convention or any of that. It was, um, this guy is Caesar out here on the West coast and he owns toxic. It's called toxic baits. He, uh, he put together a little get together, kind of a, just a West coast thing, you know, shot it out there and just wanted to do a more or less a customer thank you because he was able to quit his job and just make baits and do what he loves fish wow, and so nice. yeah i mean the dude's killing it by the way too toxic baits if you guys anyone listening look up toxic baits they're hard to get but you will not be disappointed um cool he threw together a, a just a toxic bait day it was a he called it toxic day and we had guys from out there on the East Coast flying out for this. I mean, guys driving from Nevada and Vegas coming all the way out to Sacramento just to come out to the Delta for this one event that was kind of just a single-day event. And it turned into a full-blown event. I mean, there were so many people that showed up, and it was really cool to get to meet the people that you talk to on a consistent basis, you know, online, in person, and then – you know, every, everyone had a good time. Well, you had another event um, just recently. I went down to had a blast. It was a good one. It was actually the shootout on the Delta from BABC, and he kind of tied in with him and had a good full weekend event. And so we were talking and got to have something on the East Coast for all those guys. There's there's a ton of guys on the East Coast that throw baits and throughout the Midwest, and and so Wayne's. Uh, putting this one on his shoulders i applaud the guy this is this is a lot but they got a lot of guys helping those are big Wayne shoulders well, too yeah he's got that yeah i mean he's he's pretty big dude i'd say <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's putting that on um i wish i had all the i should have wrote it down in front of me but i don't have all the information i'll, I'll send it over to you guys or whatnot but sure yeah he's, he's putting on it's called uh swim bait the swim bait universe the gathering so <laughs> nice anyone listening go to swim bait universe answer all the questions we'll get you in and and you'll be able to see the full event details or we have a, a business page you get anyone can see so if you pull up the swim bait universe business page uh, the gathering will be on there and you can see the date and times and exactly where everything they're gonna have a the next day i want to say it's on a saturday um, from like one to five and then Sunday, anyone that wants to get in on a swim bay only fishing tournament, there's a nearby Lake and they're going to put on a swim bait only tournament. So be a good one to get into if, if anyone's around. Boone, I was able to find it. It's actually a Saturday, October 12th. There it is at a uh, 12 PM in Tawano, Virginia, down in Virginia. Yep. The gathering. Nice. It's going to be good. I mean, we got, we, you try a lot to of guys that have responded. <laughs> you try. I tell you, if you guys made it down, it would open your eyes at, at the community that we got going. Yeah. I mean, the swim bait community as a whole is, is a lot bigger than a lot of people think. No, there's, I believe oh, I'm, it. I'm starting to see it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. It, and uh, everybody we've met and talked to have been, you know, wonderful people too. So that's good. Can we talk about what's new besides the gathering? Is there anything else that's new for Swimbait Universe? I'm putting on monthly tournaments. Uh, so I got one that's ending here on the, the 4th of August. And I try and do a new, new fishing online tournament that we set up. And generally, 
probably 98% of the time they're all free. So we get the bait makers to throw in a bait. Um, it helps promote them and it helps us and the community and everyone um, coming through. And they throw in a bait and then I set up an online tourney and, and run that. Usually lately I've been doing uh, where you got a two fish and it's a length tournament. But other than that, this the, the gathering is kind of the big thing right now. Um, trying to figure out a little better on the retail for clothes and that kind of stuff because there's a lot of guys that want hats and sun shirts. And yeah. Wayne just came through with some killer sun shirts, by the way. Those things are nice and comfortable. Are those like crop tops? You're saying sun shirts. Are you SPF? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Not tank the, top. You cut no. the bottom off so your belly button sticks out. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Well, you can. I mean, if that's your style. Like we did back means. in the day. Love belly shirts. Yeah. You have to cut your hair in a mullet first, and then you got to get some aviators, yeah. and everything will be fine. They call that a Missouri waterfall. Stop. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It's a glorious look, boys. But yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's the first I heard about your tournaments. Um, that's really cool. Well, anything else that you got on the docket that you're looking to put out there? Get launched here, uh, maybe. The new, the other new thing is honestly, is uh, I'm going to be starting up a podcast. What? Um, Say what? Yeah. Welcome Dude, to the okay, club. Okay, so I'm one of the guys that that at my work where I work, I drive a haul truck, so I listen to either radio or podcasts all day, eight to ten hours a day, and. Sure there's not a dedicated bass fishing or straight big bait channel. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. That's all I do is talk about big baits and yeah. fishing. So well, that's cool though, because you know, you're, you're in the pod world enough as a listener and you realize that, you know, there's a market there that isn't represented. So you're going to be the one to step up and, and fill that void. I like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I'm jumping in with both feet on it. But it's it's uh it's gonna be fun, I think. I got I got being an admin, I have a little bit of uh, access to a lot of the bait makers because I kind of talk to them all and some of the rod makers and and stuff like that that are people that are influential on our page or yeah. in the swim bay world period. That's a and so it'll be interesting to up. get some of these guys on. Yep. Nice. Yep. That's a total leg up. You uh you're gonna have a lot of fun. There's a ton of content in that arena uh, you're not going to get bored obviously you know you love it it's uh i'm looking forward to hearing some of your stuff i can't wait if there's anything that we can do for you you please let us know yeah yeah oh i will you guys actually you guys are gonna have to be a part of it somehow i'll have to get you guys on once i get it up, yeah, and, get up it, and running hook us up on the small fish month or whatever yeah. you're doing <laughs> yeah. on, what i'm talking about the micro baits yeah, yeah. you're talking about food for your for your fish fairy stick well, month well we'll have to get you i don't know well maybe i'll make a special with fairy one i'll bring the wife on and you guys can join but gotcha <laughs> yeah we'll have to get you guys some big baits and uh then get you on and see what you guys thought about it yeah we uh we we don't do so bad we got a a couple fisheries that where we can get on some bigger fish and and i'm you know we're definitely uh uh, we're not always targeting those bigger fish, but we're really blessed to have opportunities to get on some bigger, you know, five pounders, four pounders, and and uh, uh, those, as far as I know, out there are like some pretty decent fish too, though. Yeah, yeah, and and we actually have. Uh, I, what's the biggest one this year? Is, is it was it eight pounds? I think nice catfish. Catfish, ca yeah, yeah caught yeah, an eight yeah. pounder. Yeah, 
I he might have caught a bigger one, but I you know he doesn't always tell me every fish he catches. Yeah, you guys need to get down with Bug Wayne. Yeah, well, take we, me out, guys. Show we, me your wisdom. We seriously threaten that like uh, you know bi-monthly, yeah, and it just regularly. We can't get it. <laughs> Stay on him. Stay yeah. on him. That's it, all I can say. It's our fault as much as it is his. You know, <laughs> literally. Yeah. I know, I know how that goes, though. Last weekend, he was busy at Kids Bop, but he but he said it was a great job to have, and that was great to see, but I still have to tease Wayne about going to Kids Bop. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to see the people that looked over and went, this man's here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Singing I want along? to see the reaction of the crowd when he starts walking through and pushing kids around oh, so okay. his kid can get up front. <laughs> yeah. It's a mosh pit for kids. Uh it's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Boone, we're actually at the point of the no, show but, here. Hey. Bucky, you take it easy now. Settle. Sit back down. Yeah. Sit back down. Short drifting. We, we like to wrap the show here at the end with the guest with the section that we call the Fast Five. And ah. basically what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table and we're going to ask you a series of questions. First answer that comes to your mind, just rattle it off. There are no wrong answers. But we'll tell you if you are. Sure. Of course we will. Naturally. I'll do my best. So I'll go ahead and get things kicked off here. So question number one, what's one thing that you can't live without in the outdoors? I think I might know the answer here, but surprise me. Let's see what you got. Uh, if it's going to be in the outdoors, I mean, honestly, fishing would be my number one, so a fish pole or something. But uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Live without the outdoors. I'd have to have my fish, either my fishing rod or, or my bow. Honestly. Ooh. Nice. Good answer. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? It's got to be probably Step Brothers. It's just a classic. <laughs> nice. Oh, Can't go wrong with comedy. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Especially with those two. I used to <laughs> I used to throw big swim baits with the Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Uh, nice. Love uh, it. One thing you do daily to prepare for your outdoor lifestyle. Make sure that the wife and family are happy. Here, I'm here. not going to lie about that one. Yeah, if brother. they are all well and set, I can pretty much go fishing when I want. Happy wife, uh, happy life. That is it. I take care of the wife and the two girls, three girls. and, and uh, You forgot one. You're going to get it. Well, she, she's still, she's only five months old, so she's still with uh, mama, like, majority gotcha. of the time, other than me holding her and stuff. I can't do too much for her, but... Well, you're lucky. Yeah, the other, my she seven and, this and almost you- four-year-old, those things are uh, little terrors. I got to take care of them. Yeah, but the five-month-old is a pretty big fan, so she's going to hear this and be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're hoping, oh, really, Dad? Really? <laughs> you're not the only one listening to podcasts in that family. Nope. <laughs> What's on your bucket list, Boone? Uh, you know, there's a few things. Um, if it's fishing-wise, I want to go down and catch some giant peacock. That's just kind of one of my one of my biggest things. How far things. down? You Florida down or, or actually the Amazon. even bigger? No, Amazon. I want to go full giant where they yeah, ain't seeing it. nothing else. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of my fishing bucket list when people, is peacock bass. When people bring this up. We always say, you know, we're coming with you because <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I'll send the invite whenever it does happen for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Do not go down there without us knowing. 
Yeah, if it's not fishing, my other on my bucket list, honestly, uh, is me and my brother lives out in Nebraska. Brandon uh, is me and him going on an elk hunt. We've talked about it for a lot of years now, just haven't made it happen. But it's a, a hike into the backcountry where no one goes, kind of somewhere, you know, not full of people. But go hike in and, and do a, a good elk hunt and be successful, obviously. I, but I archery. Heard, yeah, I heard you have a bow. Yeah, archery. Would you would nice. you use a bow? Yeah, yeah, full archery. Me and him just hiking in. Spot and stuff. Uh, we've looked at a few places and tried to get it going, but you know, with kids and life and jobs and everything else, it makes it really hard to to make it happen. So I that's one that. thing. That's one thing that's on the list that's going to happen before before the, the clock done's ticking. All right, Boone. Then so question number five to wrap it up. What makes you happy? I love this one. What two things in life make me happy? Being with my wife and my kids. And going out and fishing, just literally being on the water, especially on a first thing in the morning, you got a little bit of fog on the water and the sun's just barely coming up. Mm, it sounds like a novel. That's my happy Zen place. It's really but hard to beat that. It's I, I, you know, and having other people in the boat that are loud and stuff kind of bugs it, but that's why I like to kayak sometimes and just get out and just be one with nature, so to say. Just nice. One on the water. Love it. Boone, you have a man's name, and you do a lot of manly activities. Yeah, you do. It's Daniel Boone, by the way. <laughs> yeah? It's named yeah, after like that guy? Yeah, like legitimately Daniel Boone. That is beyond that. And no, no, it's not after actual Daniel Boone. It was my grandpa and my dad's best friend, but, uh, yeah, it just so happened. No Probably way. the only Daniel Boone you guys will uh, meet or talk to. I am now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my, cross it off my bucket there list. There you go. That I one's met done. Daniel Boone. <laughs> one and done. Ah, mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> the one well, and Boone, only. Thank you very much, of course, for your time. But before we let you go, just remind everybody, you know, we've talked a lot about Swimbait Universe, and I'm sure everybody can jump on all the social medias to find those. But how can people follow you and keep up with what's going on in your world? Uh, with me, you can go on. I'm just Boone Jansk on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on the Swimbait Universe, obviously, if you go on there, I'll just say this, answer all the questions, uh, get you in. And then on Instagram, NorCal Bass Hunter. And uh, that's generally on on Instagram is where I put a lot of all my fish catches and my kind of outdoor stuff and what I'm doing. Facebook, I kind of keep it family. But, uh, yeah, find me on Instagram. Um, I don't really have the YouTube going, but keep Keep an ear out for the podcast. Got Do the podcast me a favor. coming. You said it pretty quickly. So uh, your last name, Jansik. Can we spell Jansik. that? Jansik. J-A-N-C-I-K. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Now, yeah. Boone, stay on the line if you would. Uh, we're going to get... Uh, we're going to wrap up the show, but before we do, we want to send you off with some spices from Charlie Moore. Mr. Charlie Moore. Mad yeah. Fisherman. Yeah. The so mad fisherman himself. Smacking the smallies and the larrys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has oh, a spice line. Guys. Yeah, he has a spice line, Mad Fish Spices, and you can go to uh, shopmadfish.com and uh, pick up uh, those if, you, if you're looking for it for yourself. But we'll go ahead and send Boone a whack of them, huh? Yeah, we'll give him a four-pack and... and uh, just so you know, they're made from the best spices on earth. No offense. No offense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Love Appreciate it. it, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Boone. Thank you so much for your time, bud. Yeah, thanks again, Boone. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it and had fun. We have to do it again. Heck yeah. yeah. 
So, guys, don't forget, this month's episode was also brought to you in part by Scared Fishless Tackle Company. Scared Fishless. Make sure you head on over to scaredfishless.com. Check out everything they've got going on from their six-inch diamondback worm. Love that diamondback worm. All the way to the fatty boom batty, Bucky. Whoa. That's right. Hey, check out all the cool colors that they've got, too, but guess what? What? They also do custom colors. You got a color you love? Send them a sample. They'll match it as best they can. Get over to scaredfishless.com. Check it out, guys. And you can rig them weedless. Mm-mm. Well, what do you think, boys? We took it to Cali, and now we're back. And we are back. That's right. We're. I think we did that. Some... Heck yeah, bud. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do good. I feel I a grossly, yeah, I feel grossly inadequate when I have these guys on. Uh, it's just... It's my own insecurities. It's I'm not projecting, you know. I'm 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 owning it here. Yeah. You know, it, that's all right, bud. We understand. They uh, they definitely have some big big baits and uh, and they catch some big big fish. Yeah, they do. So check yeah. out their pictures and spend Snow a little joke. time, you know, scrolling in the swim bait. Yeah, universe. jump around swim bait universe. You'll see how big some of them fishes get. Yeah, it's good stuff. And mm-hmm. you'll pick up a tip or two along the way. All right, boys. Hey, uh, Bucky. Yeah, Ryan. Where can folks find us? Ryan, you can find us at RuttenRiverPursuits.com on the internet. Nice. nice. And if you're on the socials, it's Rutten River Pursuits. Uh, and on YouTube, you can find us at Rutten River, River Pursuits, Pursuits Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, check out them YouTubes. Yeah, well, I tell you what, we're we're ramping it up like we, we've said before, these vids. I, I, you're knocking on, out of the park, yeah, Buck. I know, I'm having a good time. Loving it. A lot, and maybe we'll do a little bit more than... 30 to 60 seconds. Keep them ears open. Some oh, yeah. And your eyes. That's right. Good show, boys. See y'all soon. All right. Peace. Peace. Rig weedless. <coughs> Makeup. Pluffer. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. You got some running around with a mouthful of teeth, not knowing even how many more are around you. I wear not that I do. And they're aggressive too. Freshwater barracuda, gentle giants. I like to call them. I wear a cup whenever I go, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> that's that's safe precautions right there. <laughs> a thick cod piece, if you will. It's <laughs> for cod. <laughs> for cod, yes. Put that down. Put yeah, pick up put, this one. Put that down. Yeah. You get yeah. bit, and then it'll give you the confidence to upsize. Yeah. You're no good at that. Put this one on. You're gonna get hurt, kid. You lay that one over. <laughs> You're gonna put your eye out with that thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you can. I mean, if that's your style. Like we did back me. in the day. Love belly shirts. Yeah. You have to cut your hair in a mullet first, and then you got to get some aviators, yeah. and everything will be fine. They call that a Missouri waterfall. Stop. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It's a glorious look, boys. But yeah. chuckle.